Coming up, D-backs lose three out of four to the Colorado Rockies. What went wrong? And bringing down the MLB All-Star game with Sully Baseball. We're giving you our ballots next. You are locked on Diamondbacks. Your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day listening to who? The always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. If you want to see more content by me, just follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 from my personal account or look up Locked On Diamondbacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. And of course, Thank you for making Lockdown Diamondbacks your first listen every day. I would not be able to do I would not be able to do this podcast without you, my loyal listeners, sharing, subscribing, reviewing, doing all that so I could do this podcast for you. Thank you. It's free and available on all platforms. So please continue to tell your friends. And hey, D-backs fans, you're going to love this. Today's episode is brought to you by the Sports Card Investor app. Welcome to the world of sports trading cards reimagined. Stay tuned later in the show for more info on this awesome new tool for collecting. You're going to want to check out the Sports Card Investor app today, so we're going to be talking about that later in the pod. We're going to be bringing out MLB All-Star ballots with Sully Baseball, telling you our ballots, who we think should have made the starting lineup and going through that kind of stuff. But let's first talk about this Colorado Rockies versus Dimeback series because this was a very close series. All three of the D-backs losses in this four-game series was by one run. And the sad thing about this D-back series is the D-backs actually outscored the Colorado Rockies in this series, if you could believe that. The D-backs lost three out of four games and had a positive run differential in this series because it was a lot of games where the D-backs just ended up blowing the game late. And that's what they did in Sunday's game in the finale against the Colorado Rockies because this should have been a split series. This should have been a series where you beat the Giants, then you come out this Rocky series with a split after losing those first two games. And you kind of feel good about yourself as a D-backs fan because I was just kind of thinking to myself the other day, I was just sitting in my car, I was driving, and I was like, you know what? This D-backs team could go on a little run and maybe be like a borderline 500 team over the next month because they're finally healthy, and this defense behind the starting pitching is elite right now, and we saw it in Sunday's game because when you just look about, when you just think about the, the defensive identity of this team right now, David Peralta, Dalton Varsho, Alec Thomas in your outfield, Perdomo, Josh Rojas on the left side of the infield with Christian Walker, arguably the best defensive first baseman in the game right now, Carson Kelly behind the plate, like with this pitching staff that likes to pitch the contact, I think... This D-backs team could go on a little mini run because this lineup is finally healthy. So the defense is finally healthy. So this defense is locked in. They're elite right now. And with the way this pitching staff pitches, which is mostly to contact, those balls are going to guys that could finally make plays and not going to have defensive miscues um, for the most part. We did see a big defensive miscue in Sunday's game. But a big reason why I think this D-backs team could maybe go on a little run and be like a borderline 500 team is because this team is finally healthy. So all the defensive pieces are there. And I think they could get kind of sloppy and play dirty and maybe have a lot of low scoring games where they could win three to two but to do that you're gonna need your bullpen to actually perform well which is the toughest part of this D-backs team but so far in the month of July the offense has actually not been too bad so far so 
if you can get your starting pitching to pitch well, um, do the the pitch to contact and have it end up in the defense's hands and then your offense is scoring around five runs a game. That's a recipe for success for this D-backs team that I think is attainable. I think this D-backs team can score four to five runs a game. Then maybe the starting pitching gives up two to three runs like it did that first month um, of the season. So maybe this team could go on a little run. We'll see what happens. But to do that, you're going to need your defense to continue to play well and you're going to need your starting pitching to continue continue to play well because that is what we saw in Sunday's game we saw some great defense we saw some really good starting pitching which we felt like was going to lead to a D-backs win because for the longest time the D-backs led 2-0 in this game on Sunday up until the seventh inning because Tyler Gilbert had probably his best start maybe since that no hitter five and two-thirds innings pitch three hits one walk one strikeout no earned runs allowed like Tyler Gilbert was really efficient 81 pitches it was the best Tyler Gilbert we've seen so far this season and then I was just speaking of the defense like the defense was making phenomenal plays early in that game he had Dalton Varsho making um uh a catch that saved a couple runs in the corner of the outfield. You had Alec Thomas making catches at the wall. You had Christian Walker making a, a, a play that can also save a couple runs as well. Like there was multiple defensive plays, defensive highlights in the game on Sunday that just led to actual runs being saved off the board for this D-backs team. And it was just kind of sad because this was a game where the pitching was great. Like I said, the defense was great. And then it all just kind of fell apart in the seventh inning because Josh Rojas, who I think had just been phenomenal at third base this year defensively. Like, I think Josh Rojas has been one of the biggest success stories as a developmental piece in this D-backs organization this year and maybe of the last few years. Like, I've talked about how one of the big things that I don't like from this D-backs team and front office and the managers is, like, I feel like a lot of the teams, I feel like a lot of the players, the longer they stay in this D-backs organization on this D-backs team, they actually start to regress in their development. Like, when you look at the Robbie Rays of the world, it feels like a lot of players actually go backwards the longer they stay with the D-backs but so far for Josh Rojas like he's a guy that just kind of proven me wrong because he's gotten better every season and so far this year like a 284 average a 787 OPS like Josh Rojas has been really good this season I think his defense has been on point this year but we got to give him um some blame for today's game because he had a huge error which led to three runs being scored and the Colorado Rockies taking the lead in the seventh inning so it was just a blown game by the D-backs late in this game, by their defense, a little bit by their bullpen as well. So uh, it was not a fun finale for the D-backs to end this game. And now I'm like, uh, can the D-backs actually go on that run? If the D-backs win this game, then I would have thought that they could have gone on that run or maybe they could be 500 because now you look at the upcoming D-backs schedule. They play the Giants again, so maybe... Maybe they actually have the Giants number. I guess we'll see in this upcoming series. And then they play the Padres before the All-Star break. So we'll see what happens with this D-backs team. Maybe they could get back on track against the Giants. And maybe they could do something against the Padres. But it feels like the Padres always have the D-backs number. So I'm not going to have too much hope there. But let's give a quick shout-out to Joe Mantiply for being named the D-backs All-Star representative. I think that was the right choice. Some people would have said maybe Zach Allen because Zach Allen has had a pretty good season. But if I had to pick a D-backs All-Star representative, I would have picked Joe Mantiply as well. Ketel Marte has been phenomenal basically since the first month of the first month of season has ended. But overall, Ketel Marte's numbers aren't as 
dominant as you would like them to be. Neither are Zach Gallen. So I think Joe Mantiply was the right choice to be the D-backs All-Star representative in the 2022 MLB All-Star game. And speaking of the All-Star game, let's actually break down the MLB rosters with Sully Baseball and discuss whether the fans got the players right or got the players wrong. But before we get there, I want to talk to you guys about something I do every day to start my morning and give my day just a little boost. And it's called athletic greens because with one delicious scoop of ag1 you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins minerals whole food source superfoods probiotics and adaptogens to help start your day right this special blend of ingredients supports your gut health your nervous system your immune system your energy recovery focus and aging all those things and the reason why i love athletic greens is because it fits every lifestyle whether you're keto paleo vegan dairy-free or gluten-free it covers every lifestyle. It costs you less than $3 a day, and it has over 7,000 five-star reviews, so you know it's reputable. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash MLB network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash MLB network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, all right, all right. Let's get into that pod with Sully Baseball. Hey, baseball fans, you're going to love this. Today's episode is brought to you by the Sports Card Investor app. Welcome to the world of trading cards reimagined. Stay tuned later in the show. Motor's going to give you more information about this awesome new tool for collectors. You're going to want to check back at the Sports Card Investor app. Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Locked On MLB, Locked On Diamondbacks crossover. It must be Monday. It is indeed the 11th day of July, 2022. And we're going to be talking about the All-Star game and selections and thoughts and politics and things we can change. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. I am the Emmy-nominated television producer and writer and sometimes comedian and used to be actor, now a teacher, and now been appeared in several publications, including the Sporting News and on HBO Sports. That's me. I'm Paul Francis. Someone call me Sully. That's Miller Thomas. He does some stuff. Yeah, I guess I was supposed to name my stuff. I'm a graphic designer, podcaster. Check me out on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account. Or just look up Lockdown Diamondbacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. I wasn't ready for the flex just now, Sully. I wasn't yeah, ready. What are you going to do? I was told, why, why listen to Sully? Besides the fact that I'm me, you follow me at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Uh, and uh, if you have nasty things to say to me, please send them to Sully Baseball on Twitter, because sometimes that makes my month. Hey, uh, Millard, happy Monday to you. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Recording on a Sunday. Got to yeah, yep. and as I, I fervently believe the uh, World Series is going to be Baltimore versus Philadelphia, because that's the way things are working out right now. Yeah. And hey... It is almost at this point next week, we are going to be having the all-star break. 
which is the unofficial halfway mark of the season. We've actually played more than half of the games, mm-hmm. but kind of psychologically, it's the halfway mark of the year. And basically, I think that if you're still in contention after the All-Star game and you're the general manager of the team, pat yourself on the back. You've given your fans a summer. You know, if you're if you're going into August and you're still in it, yeah, if you're a GM, you could say, hey, I, we, we did our job. We gave you an entertaining summer. And, uh, and of course, as a D-backs fan, if we're within like four and a half, five games of the wild card race, it's going to be a great summer for us. We're not expecting much more than that. Of course, last year was a great test for that because the Padres and Mets were, were playoff teams at this time last year. And not only did they not make the playoffs, they both finished sub 500, which makes you say, hey, but we gave you a summer, right? Huh? Yeah. As a baseball ah. fan, what would you rather want? Would you rather go through a season like the D-backs did last year winning 50 games, or would you rather be like, you know, the 2013 Red Sox or wherever, where they win all those games and then have that awful collapse in September? Where it's well, actually, the 2013 collapse. Red Sox won the World Series. Yeah. The 2011 Red Sox won a ton of games yeah. and then collapsed at the end. Um, that's actually a great philosophical question because there was – I remember I did have a lot of fun in that 2021 season – the 2011 season. Um, there, there were a lot of fun games and there were some, some big wins, you know, that September was a nightmare there. You know what? There can be a lot of fun when your team stinks because mm-hmm. there have been some stinky Red Sox teams, uh, in the last decade, they finished last place a few times and okay. 2012 was a drag. 2012 was awful, but there have been years where they've been bad. But like when I was younger, there was the year after they went to the world series, 87, they were not competitive. But they brought up a a lot of young players like Ellis Burks and Mike Greenwell, Todd Benzinger, a lot of players who went on, Jody Reed went on to be like, oh, but we could be good next year. And in those few years between 2013 and when they got good again at the end of the decade, there was a few years like, okay, they stink, but Betts, this kid Betts is pretty good. And this kid Ben Attendee doesn't look bad or this, you know, Bogarts is developing. So, yeah, there there were points where it was lean, but sometimes – you know, sometimes it takes the pressure off the season. And sometimes it's fun to just see like, oh, maybe we'll be good next year. You know, obviously you would rather see you make it to the postseason. But, well, you know, you also get to see who the real fans are. Mm-hmm. That to me is a big thing. You get to look around like, oh, you're still here. Oh, you're, you're a real fan. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking at a few D-backs fans right now, actually, because when those uh, road teams come into town, it's a lot of Dodgers fans, Padres fans, Cubs fans entering those stadiums at Chase Field. So uh, D-backs fans, when the D-backs get good, I I expect you guys to be there right now and just not when the D-backs are good because we need uh, more fans to show up to these games. I went When I first moved to New York City, it was the early 90s, and both the Mets and the Yankees were terrible. And so if I went to Yankee Stadium or I went to Chase Stadium, those are the fans who, when things got better, especially for the Yankees, they were the ones I actually felt good for. Like if you were showing up during the Kevin Moss, uh, Matt Noakes years for the Yankees, uh, you deserved Bernie Williams and Derek Jeter and Mariano Rivera, you know. So, oh, okay, well, look at enough talking about good and bad. It's all-star time. And yeah. one of the things I want to do is let's you and I take a look at who the starters are um in this segment in segment two why don't you and i go over who we would have picked as starters and then for segment three let's take a quick peek at some of the other um you know who represented some of the other teams and some of the reserves and everything like that and 
how we would make the All-Star game better. So first of all, let's take a look at who got elected to the All-Star game. Who, who are who are our American League All-Stars and who are our National League All-Stars? Yeah, do you want me to rattle them off for you, buddy? Yeah, you why not? Lineup? All right. <laughs> well, looking at the starting lineup in the American League, we got catcher Alejandro Kirk from the Blue Jays, Vlad Guerrero Jr. from the Blue Jays at first, Jose Altuve at second base for the Astros, Rafael Devers third base from the Sox, Tim Anderson shortstop from the White Sox, Shohei at DH for the Angels, Aaron Judge from the Yankees outfield, Mike Trout outfield, Angels, and Giancarlo Stan outfield for the Yankees. And that is your starting lineup for the American League. Do you want me to go through the NL first or should we just parse through this American League lineup first? Oh, where did your audio go, sir? I'm right oh, here. I'm right there here. You are. It's funny. Like, I've been looking through my first, like, like okay, I, I already see there's some big differences between um, this uh, the starting lineup and my lineup, even though my lineup, it, a lot of the same people there. Okay, let's take a look at the catcher. You have, uh, I'm a big Star Trek fan, so I'm always happy to see Kirk mm -hmm. uh, hanging out there. Um, and... That's you know that's uh that was probably no unexpected. There. Yeah, what? no disagreement there with Kirk. I have him as down as my catcher for on my ballot. Uh, okay, who now? Um, at first, okay, and I you know I don't have a problem with any of these, even the ones that don't line up with me. Mm -hmm. You know, I have remember this is the fans. Some of these are the fans' votes. Where in the past there have been some really egregious, you know, mistakes made, but. You know, fans want to see, you know, Vladdy Jr. Fans want to see Tim Anderson. So even though those were not my picks to be the first baseman or the shortstop on my lineup, I get it. I get it. I mean, there's some star power going on there. People want to see an outfield of Stanton, Judge, and Trout. You know, that's uh, you know, that's part of the fun of it. I mean, you could you could you know, sort of bust out the abacus and show me, well, this person's actually this and this person's actually that. But do you know what? The fact of the matter is this: is, these are some of the stars that people want to see, and none of those players are having bad years. So, you know, I, this is, again, it doesn't completely line up perfectly with my starting lineup, but I, there's not a single name on here, including Otani as the DH, that I would have, a, have an issue with. Yeah, I have like three differences from the starting lineup to my own ballot two are kind of nitpicky i have one issue that i do feel strongly about in the starting lineup um so we'll get into that in just a second but overall i think this is like when i looked at these ballots like it was all pretty close and i think overall the starting lineups were probably more easy in the national league than the american league but when i look at this american league lineup i think the when I talk about those three differences, I think the first one I want to start off with from my ballot to the actual ballot, I think it is going to be first base because there's a guy that got snubbed from this all-star game at first base. He's not even going to be in the game, Sully. Maybe as a reserve, he'll get in for one of these injuries. But Ty France, I got as my all-star starter over Vlad Guerrero Jr. Now, you might think that's a little controversial, and it's really close. If you think Vlad Guerrero Jr. deserves to be the all-star first baseman starter, I won't disagree with you. This is one of those nitpicky issues I mm -hmm. have with the lineup. But when you look at WRC+, when you look at some of the stats for Ty France, like his flash line is better than Vlad Guerrero Jr.'s. He's like first or second in the American League in WRC+. And I just think he's had a slightly better season than Vlad Guerrero Jr. And I think I'm also knocking Guerrero Jr. a little bit just because it's not as dominant as it was last year when he had this MVP season. I see right. that high from the ceiling that Guerrero's had before and because he's taken a little bit of a step back this year I'm going to credit Ty France who I think has had a slightly better season than Guerrero 
France has been fantastic. And I'm, I'm all over. I have an issue at first base as well. But um, let's just before to wrap up this particular segment, let's take a look at the starting lineup for the National League. Um, we have Wilson Contreras is the catcher. Paul Goldschmidt. Um, sorry, man, from the Cardinals at first. Uh, Jazz Chisholm was starting Marlin and, and the infield. Uh, Manny Machado. You know, how can people, how can any of these all-stars compete when there are all these big market teams like Miami and San Diego dominating? Uh, Trey Turner at shortstop. Uh, Bryce Harper, let's, uh, yeah, I guess he's going to have a big cast on his hand there at the designated hitter spot. Uh, an outfield of Jock Peterson. That's interesting. Who would have picked that at the beginning of the year? Uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. And, of course, Mookie Betts. Um, you know, Harper's injury, I don't have Harper on my list because, you know, he's not going to be able to play. I think Ty France is hurt at this point. Um, I, I I don't have a main – I don't have a problem with any one of those. I think they all are deserving all-stars, quite frankly. Uh, it doesn't totally line up with my particular uh, uh, lineup. Uh, including some players who I think are legitimate MVP candidates. But you know what? I mean, look at people trash the fan vote all the time. But uh, I think the fan vote was pretty good this year. This is a pretty accurate fan vote. Yeah, I don't mind the fan vote. Looking at the NL starting lineup, I don't think I hate it. I think you have more problem maybe with the pitchers that were chosen mm-hmm. than the actual starting lineup in the National League because I actually think the National League lineup um, wasn't too tough to decide. I think some of those selections, when you look at the National League stats, like some of those players just jumped out at you and you have to feel like automatically they were all-stars. I Probably my biggest issue is probably Bryce Harper just because I, right. I, he's not going to be playing, so I don't think he should yeah. probably be voted. Well, I mean, take a look. I mean, these are basically at this point, it's like everyone has – you know, the stars and you're, you're trading at this point, you're basically trading baseball cards at this point with uh, some of these names. And Hey, Millard, speaking about trading baseball cards, uh, I think there's something you need to tell us about baseball card trading going on. And I know I may not get these ads totally in order, but I figured I'm never going to have a transition that easy. So fire away, Millard. What are people want to hear about? Yeah, because I need to tell you, Sully, about this wonderful new thing I discovered. It's called the Sports Card Investor app because growing up, I love collecting sports cards. My grandfather passed down a whole bunch to me. And growing up, it was just something I really had a passion for. And now watching this young D-backs team, they have so many young players from the Corbin Carrolls coming up soon, the Jordan Lawlers. And we already got Alec Thomases and the Josh, jo- the Josh Rojases as well. Like, there's so many young D-backs players. Like, I want to own a, a part of the D-backs franchise, a part of the D-backs future. And the best place to do that is the Sports Card Investor app because welcome to the world of sports cards reimagined. The Sports Card Investor app is the hobby's most powerful resource quickly check the value of your favorite cards find great deals and profit from the hobby you love available completely free in the google play and apple app stores the sports card investor app is a must-have for baseball fans completely free easily browse over 630,000 cards from every sport with hundreds more added each week check the latest values of your favorite cards with seven day or 30 day charts find the best prices and buy directly through the app with our ebay deals feature download the sports card investor app today available for free in the google play and apple app stores or go to sportscardinvestor.com backslash locked on Couldn't have said it better myself. 
All right, we're continuing to do our all-star recap here with uh, Miller Thomas. Uh, I'm let's let's just read down each of our starting lineups here. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm gonna read it. This is my if I had a ballot, I did I did vote. All right, you, you know I do believe. Don't if if you want to complain, you got to be able to vote. Yeah, and All I'll right. pull it up uh, side to side with how you have it different. To okay, that. let's see. Uh, uh, my starting catcher is Alejandro Kirk. Okay, the same. My starting first baseman was Luisa Rise from Minnesota, mm. who's having a really, really good year. Uh, Francis as well, and I toyed with the idea of Jose Abreu, but uh, Arise is really good. He's been a beast. He's, yeah. Um, second base, I have Altuve. Okay. I think that one was easy. I think Altuve is like automatic. I say. Yeah, and you know he's a Altuve in Los Angeles. Just he is. If there's ever anyone going to be the the sinister, you know, twirling the the mustache, you just have to have that for the theater. And we need him to win MVP. Do we not? He has to win an uh, All Star MVP. Just yeah, if he has to make some great plays. Um, as shortstop, I have Xander Bogarts. Um, again, I, I've no, wait, who's the start? Who's the starting one? Tim Anderson is a starter. Yeah. I have no problem. If it was, I have no problem with Tim Anderson. I just think Bogarts is having a phenomenal season. Phenomenal. Uh, Pam. Pam. Now third base is interesting mm. because I had to really coin flip this with Jose and I have Jose Ramirez. Oh, it's and, and, boy, and trust me, the, the, that it would, the only reason the only reason I have Ramirez over Devers is I knew that if I have Bogarts and Devers, everyone's going to say, oh, he's a native New England or everything. Ramirez is having a phenomenal season for phenomenal. Cleveland. And they would be, I mean, they would be dead in the water if not for the season that he's having. Uh, so I, I had to pick him. Um, Jordan Alvarez should be the starting left fielder. Jordan mm. Alvarez uh, – Okay, he's not the MVP, but he's a top five MVP candidate this year, I think. He's really having a phenomenal season for the Houston Astros. Um, Trout, you can't have this all-star game without Trout. Even with Trout's recent slump, he's, is he, his OPS is still over nine, even with his recent <laughs> you know, strikeout streak. And you know, you've got to want to have him in there. Obviously, Aaron Judge is your right fielder. Uh-huh. And... Obviously, you're going to have Otani be the starting pitcher and the DH. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just you, you, to me. That's just it's just a no brainer. Just because you know he's not going to pitch long, so you want to have the theater of him being the starting pitcher and the DH there. So Devers is clearly on my and and everyone else there. Whether it was um, uh, Giancarlo Stanton or Tim Anderson or Rafael Devers. Or Vladdy Jr. They're all they would all be reserves on my on my roster as well. But I just I just think Luis Arise is one of those players who is always in the middle. I mean, he's having a good season, but he's also whenever you see the Twins win, he's always in the middle of the rallies or this that the other thing. And I think he deserves a lot of love. And Ramirez, Jose Ramirez is, is look at. I think Judge is the MVP this year. I think that's pretty clear. Mm-hmm. And some combination of Otani and um, Devers and and Trout would be up there too, but Ramirez is up there as well. He's having a phenomenal year. Uh, what what were your AL? Which AL ones did you not mention? I think you mentioned uh, Ty France and yours as well. I, who I yeah. think is hurt? Is he is he still hurt? I know he's hurt for a little bit. 
Um, I'm not too sure. I think he might be healthy. I think Jordan Alvarez, he's going to expect to miss the game. He's going on the injured list, so we'll probably have the all-star replacement for Alvarez, uh, unfortunately. Okay. But overall, for my lineup, I had Kirk the same. I had France at first base, like I mentioned, all two very mm-hmm. easy. I put Devers. I kept Devers at third base just because yeah. I think – from start to finish this season, you could say Jose Ramirez has been better than Devers, but statistically, Devers' numbers have passed Jose Ramirez's because he's been so much better from the second month on. Like He's basically caught up and surpassed Jose Ramirez, so I have him on my all-star ballot. And then I have Xander Bogarts like you at shortstop because I think... Look, I just think Tim Anderson, he hasn't played enough games. He's only played like 50-something games this year. I yeah. think it's actually pretty easily Bogarts is who should be the all-star starting source. Yeah. Like, that's my biggest quibble I think I have with the lineup. Like, I think Bogarts' numbers are so much better than everyone else's in the American League when it comes to shortstop. So, I think that one's the only one where I could say, yeah, I think the voters got that one wrong. And then, like mm-hmm. you, I kind of did the same thing. I put Jordan Alvarez in the outfield because I want Otani and Alvarez both um, in my starting lineup. Because when you look at WRC+, Alvarez leads the American League, I think, in WRC+. According to that stat, which people hail as the best baseball stat now over war, he should mm-hmm. maybe be the MVP of the American League. Like, Alvarez has had that good of a season. So he's I got been him. phenomenal. He's been he's phenomenal. He's been absolutely phenomenal. Um, and, yeah, he's – I mean, I have him in left field in mind because I wanted to squeeze him in. I know it's been, I know that's being a little bit playing games there, but um, – No, I agree. And, and believe me, you don't have to, you don't have to sing – you don't have to, to pitch – the praises of Raphael Devers to me. Um, yeah. I was toward with the idea of putting him as my DH, but I said, that's oh. got to be Otani, man. Yeah. That's it for this edition of the Lockdown Dimebacks podcast. Thank you to everyone who tuned into today's podcast. Shout out Sully Baseball. Come back tomorrow for more Dimebacks news coverage and insight. Come back tomorrow for part two with Sully Baseball, breaking down the NL lineup. And also shout out Lockdown MLB Prospects host, uh, Lindsey Crosby. Well, thank you for making Lockdown Dimebacks your first listen, but you need to make Lockdown MLB Prospects your second listen with Lindsey Crosby as a prospect host because he's a prospect encyclopedia. The draft is around the corner. So you're going to want to stay up to date with that podcast. And as always, stay safe and stay healthy. Deuces.